0: Welcome to the hobby table. I'm your host Blake here with my wonderful co-host Obi. Oh greetings, hello. And uh, definitely not a third host who is in some kind of witness protection. We have no idea who you're talking about. uh there never was three of us. Only ever two.
1: No. So uh, no.
0: yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh. uh, yeah. <laughs> so, Obi. What do you want to
1: do today? What do you, what, what shit do you want to shoot? Uh, shooting shit. I don't know. That seems kind of dirty, but I think uh, you know. <laughs> not, not before marriage, kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, yeah. Well, uh, I was thinking about um, you know. Yeah, the, the, have you ever had that feeling when you're looking at your Gundam models and you feel like they're looking quite boring, like uninspired, or even worse, they look like fucking toys. Um, today, yeah. we're gonna talk about how to take that Gundam from Queebly level, or however you pronounce oh, qu- that. I, I say Queebly. Queebly? Yeah, Queebly. Okay, <laughs> that makes That makes a lot more sense. I, I guess you gotta pronounce it like Quebec, and then just Queebly. Uh, qu- Quebec. Don't, don't, no. don't make up
0: words. Quebec's
1: not a word. Alright, Canada's <laughs> fake.
0: Oh, no, we're, gonna
1: amp, we're gonna amp it up. We're gonna bring this Gundam. You're gonna make it unique and we're gonna give you all the tips and tricks to to get you there all the way.
0: Basically, we're gonna teach you how to digivolve your Gundams from, like, right. Argumon into the bigger one, which is a name I can't remember right now. But, uh, <laughs> but it's gonna be yeah, Metal you- Graymon by the time you're done. Basically, we're gonna teach you guys how to level up your Gundam play game today. So, yep. uh, you know, that amongst the usual nuts The hobby table shenanigans that we have cranking. <laughs> yeah.
1: Talking about shenanigans, you know that this is our actually 10th official episode, like, m- main episode, not a bonus one? Fuck. How are we gonna keep record after this? I'm out of fingers. Uh, uh, use your toes. You got 10 oh. more. Uh,
0: I hate toes. That's gross. Maybe I'll, <laughs> maybe I'll cut off somebody
1: else's hand and use it as, like, a counter. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, for this 10th episode, we've also been doing a little bit of chatting with people. Um, So, and uh, they've kind of been uh, kind enough to give us access to a couple of things that we can give away. So, uh, why don't you listen to the end of the episode and we'll tell you all about it.
0: Oh, yeah. Exciting deals. Good podcast growth. Exactly.
1: Take that, Hobby Happy Hour. We got our first sponsor. Oh!
0: Ugh. Shots oh. Spicy! That's okay. They don't yeah. listen to us anyway. They don't care exactly. about us.
1: <laughs> so what have you been up to, Mr. Blake? What have you been doing?
0: Man. You know me. I'm always flat out like a lizard drinking. Um... <laughs> your face <laughs> just said because you never heard that <laughs> slang. Um... <laughs> Yeah, look, I was yeah. like,
1: "Well, me, me, I'm just a fucking whale on the beach." <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, beach days, <there's> bro. <laughs> yeah, no, man. I um, I got in the other day. I assembled some Warhammer, which was like, you know, sometimes you don't feel like painting things; you just want to make them. So I assembled like my three Blade Guard veterans and my other two or three HQs from Indominus. Um, two. Yeah, so I assembled five models just while I was hanging out with the guys in the Discord, so it was kind of fun. Um, mm-hmm. I picked up some paints, because a big thing that was holding me back from painting was the fact that my greys were getting all gross and claggy, so I just went and fucking replaced them. And I also picked up that new Contrast Red, the Blood Angels one, I think it's Baal Red. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm, a- I'm eager to see how that goes, because you know I use a lot of reds in my models, so I'm eager to see sort hmm. of... Where that fits into my arsenal for contrast and things like that.
1: Yeah, yeah I so, think it's uh, going to be a good replacement for Mephiston Red, at least. Then.
0: Yeah, well, well I mean, we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah. Besides that, I finally got my uh, my forty liter tank. Well, it's not forty; it's thirty six. But it's, uh, it's a Aqua One Focus thirty six. They call it. Um, so I got that set up, and. Um, I bought all the stuff for it. Like, I picked out the wood and the rocks. I got some nice oko stone for it and that sort of stuff. And, um, I asked my girlfriend for her opinion on some of the, uh, some of the decorations, like, the way I had it. And she started sort of playing around with it. And I could see she was having a lot of fun. So I'm like, you know what? Just have at it, babe. Do it the way you want to do it. Man, that girl is a fucking natural at aquascaping. Like, I don't know if it's just, like, a chick thing. Because they have, like, this design flair. Or some. Yeah. Mine certainly does, but man, like, my shit's always functional. Like, I can make a fish tank that would keep my fish alive, and like, hmm. yeah, they look decent, but hers is like art, man. So, yeah. I'm I'm really impressed. So, um, yeah, that one's going to have, I'm probably going to get a, what they call a giant koi betta, which is, I think, a Siamese firefish, but bigger, and the same color as the koi fish. They're called blotchy and stuff. Oh,
1: yeah. That's they're fucking
0: one. They're pretty fucking wild. Um, and the other thing is, my lightsaber arrived from this supplier. <laughs> oh. Now look, man, So I've handled lightsabers from. uh, what's what's the main one? Well, what, what's the name again?
1: The saber forge.
0: uh not saber forge. The other one. The Ultra one. sabers. Ultra sabers. Thank you. Mind blank. Mm. So mm. happens when you record after work, guys? You mm. fucking amnesia. Um so no, my friends have um a couple of ultra sabres and like they were really cool. But I was always asking them like, oh, are you sure these are good for like dueling and that sort of stuff, and they're like, Oh yeah, you can duel with them. Man, this one that I bought, um so it's, it's a Damien Saber, they call them. It's actually made for dueling. And it is fucking heavy duty. I was showing the guys on the Discord that I have sold it was by smacking the blade over my arm I'm, like I have bruises from it, man. Like it it is capable of proper proper yeah. fucking contact dueling. It's real cool. Um, yeah. everything is made of like this nice, beautiful aluminium. It's just gorgeous, man. It's got I only bought like the basic uh I didn't go Xenopixel, so I just bought the dueling lights over, but it's mm. got Clash, it's got um three different uh beam modes, it's got uh full RGB spectrum, so like whatever colour you mm. want. Um 12 dif- 12 different sound fonts so like whatever sound you want's probably there mm. you know all your favorites like Obi-Wan and Kylo Ren and fucking Darth Vader those are all there so if you want it to sound like a certain lightsaber you can do that mm. but I got the cross guard style one sort of like Kylo Ren's but not like it's his own design and I yeah. fucking love it man hey eh?
1: yeah, yeah 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 um lightsabers have been the it's been a an an object of our discussions very much lately, and uh, I've uh, I had to get one too for my kid. He also wanted to have a Kylo Ren saber, so his his birthday came up this week's weekend, and we uh, we had a lightsaber duel weekend. So my eldest kid he had a saber from before. Now my youngest got one, and I got like a sheepy crap one. That I can split up as well, so the smallest daughter can also mess around with it. So, we, we we had a full weekend of lightsaber duels, and smacking each other in the hands, and falling over and crying, and... You know, it was you fun. Should, it was a good fun. <laughs>
0: so, you know how that cheapy one came with those little tiny dick-sized blades on it? Yeah. Like, you should, like, make sure they're nice and sure. and then disconnect your lightsabers and attach them with chain and have, like, lightsaber nunchucks? Are they gonna be bonkers, man? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's... Lightsabers are very cool, and I'm very excited to actually buy one that's a little bit more fancier later on. Well, and... I, um,
0: I haven't bought it yet, but I have two in my cart on AliExpress at the moment, so... Um... <laughs>
1: Mm, yeah uh, oh. I, uh, yeah I got I got one I got two as well but it's just because I want to still want to be able to decide between the ones that I'm gonna buy yeah uh, and uh,
0: <laughs> the next ones aren't for me though um yeah. one's for my little my wee little brother who's not so little anymore incidentally uh who's yeah fucking mid 20s um I'm just getting old but uh one's for him because he's beaten into the savers and one for the girlfriend and I'm gonna pick up one up for uh one of my family members who's here in uh with his protection now and uh, should not be named right now, um one <laughs> as well. And basically, my little brother will bring all of his sabers to Christmas mm. as well, and the idea is I think we are all gonna get real fucking drunk and go have a massive lightsaber battle across the road, <laughs> like in the park. Because oh, right. my mom, my mom has a park right across from her house. Oh, yeah. So, um, and she only lives, like, a couple streets away from me, so I tend to just, like, mm. walk up there at Christmas with a bottle of rum in the fucking hand and go, you know, G'day, <laughs> Mum, where's lunch, you know? So, um, yeah. It's always chaos. It's always a very heavy metal Christmas at my mum's place, too. She is really yeah. mad if people put anything other than metal on, so it's just, you know, <laughs> just hang out and listen to Pantera with a little, little old mum on Christmas. Beat the shit out
1: of each other with light sabers, it's all good. Yeah, I <laughs> What about you, man?
0: What have you been up to?
1: Oh man, it's been like hobby wise has been a little bit of a dry spell, I think. I've been like you said, I've not been painting lately, and I've actually just been building a lot of stuff. Um I finished up my uh cradles heavy assault tank, it's named. Uh, oh, yeah, the building thick it. With, yeah, with the gun cannon on top. And uh, I've added a ton of LEDs into that one. So that was, that was, that's going to be cool to see it finished. Uh, I'm going to yeah. see if I can maybe spray paint it soonish. So I'll, I'll at least have the base coat on it. And uh, it'll be easier to just. Have you done smokestack LEDs? Yeah.
0: Smoke smokestack?
1: Yeah, I thought so. Smokestack LEDs, I put one in the turret, so I'm not having changeable turrets, but whatever. Uh, Ooh, I've put you know, LEDs in the in the searchlights.
0: You know what you should do? Um, with your drill barrel, you should get a spare beam saber off a, off a fucking Gundam. And yeah. have it start, start shooting, like the projector. Yeah, 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 yeah. And when your yeah. LED goes off, that'll light up. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, oh, really? I'm not doing it for the really tiny barrels, but I did it for the biggest barrel. Uh, yeah,
0: you do it for the main one. So drill it and yeah. bash it in, and then the light will... Uh, oh, but dude, the, the, the barrel bigger. is
1: gigantic for that one. <laughs> no,
0: no, make it work. Make it work. You got this.
1: <laughs> oh, fine. Fair enough. Fair enough.
0: Or get a friend. Get some like the 3D printing, like the muzzle flash.
1: Yeah. Could work. Ah, and I'll see what I do. It's Anyway, it's, it's whatever. Just an idea. Yeah. Uh, and besides the cradles, fitting it with LEDs, I am starting to work on some Custody bikes. Um, I have half one left to do. And then I'm gonna start batch painting stuff again. So custard bike. Wanna...
0: That, that sounds uncomfortable. Maybe I go in your ass to get on a custom bike.
1: <laughs> it's not supposed to go in your bum asshole.
0: <laughs> no, I mean just sitting on one. No, you know,
1: no. custards.
0: Custard.
1: <laughs> oh. Holy moly. <sighs> oh. oh, okay, yeah, so that's cool. yeah, that's been that's been me.
0: Yeah, sweet. Yeah, so back to what we're gonna talk about today. Like, the long and short of it man is like when you buy a Gundam kit, especially when you're new to it, it's very tempting to just grab it, clip it out of the frame. That sort of stuff. Um, put it together, and then you're like, yeah, it's done. But, like, it it's just not. Like, there's so much more to do it than just snip it, clip it. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. can do that, but I don't advise it. It's like not basing your Warhammer. It makes you a bit of a cunt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, for real. It just, you're not getting all you can out of it. Um. So, yeah. Like the first tip, I'd like to give is uh, cleaning up your nub marks.
1: You know, when I got my real first Gundam kit, like when I was twelve or thirteen, you know, no instructions were saying that I needed to have a, uh, you know, a snip snip tool either. So uh, you know, the heretic that I am, we pushed them out back in the days. Oh, uh-huh. so, don't do that, kids! Don't do that. It's bad, bad, bad news. It'll tear the plastic and leave ugly marks, and it, uh, that's no good. No it's good. It's
0: bad practice. Bad
1: practice. Yeah. So use a pair of clippers Uh clip off a little bit more of the gate first, then clip off a little bit closer to the part itself, uh, and then finally, when you get to the last part, take just your hobby knife and just scrape it off, sorta ish. And then, if you want to even go step beyond that, you. Use a little bit of sandpaper on top of it.
0: Yeah. The other thing that's that's really great um, are those. uh, Ask your girlfriend if she has one or a chick that you know, if you know any women. uh, Are those nail file cubes, like for buffing your nails? Like, so they have like coarse, medium, and then like uh, buffer. And like, so like you can take the plastic just using one of those. I keep one in my top drawer. Next to my computer at all times. It's lasted me forever. They're really cheap. Um, but yep. I found that nothing quite gets the shine back to the plastic, quite like those do.
1: Yeah.
0: Because if you're not painting it, if you're not, especially on darker Gundam, so like blacks and blues and reds, you can see it, like the trauma mm. to the plastic. Yeah. So if exactly. you do as a. If you do as Obi said and like, you know, do it properly and get that down, you can do that with a minimal amount of trauma, especially if you get god hand clippers. Um, mm, you can, or you can cut or
1: any, any just, just single nice bladed nippers. End.
0: Yeah, exactly. But you can free it from the runner with, you know, like normal clippers. Um, and then you can cut it pretty close. And like Obi said, use your, your blade to take it closer. And then mm. knock it back with the with the more aggressive one, and just go through your grits, and it'll be like there was never a mark mm. there, and even anything. Sometimes you get it all even shinier; it looks even better. Yeah. You know. Um. Yeah. So that that makes a huge difference. Admittedly, on newer kits, they're getting a lot better for having really well undergated sprue mm. connections. So like. The nub marks aren't in places that you see, but there's yeah. still work to do. Um, especially yeah. if you want to look fucking next level, not just average. So yeah That's what it's exactly. about. This is
1: about taking it to the fucking
0: extreme. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: it, exactly. I, I I definitely agree with uh, with those points.
0: Yeah, for sure. So the next big one, man, uh, for me is panel lining.
1: Hmm
0: with with panel line basically when you look at these gundams, you don't always see like little squares and things like that that are like they're detailed for lack of a better term on a panel mm. so
1: by basically feeling- if you would if you would go in universe, it's the panels that would be bolted onto the frame just separated, so it's it's the parts where you have different plates for assembly. yeah
0: exactly exactly, and little hatches grills, yeah. Well, it's detail. Otherwise, it just looks like a toy. Um, so, and what, what you do with that is basically you're going to fill those ridges and grooves and that with a darker color. So, like, um, if it's if it's a white gunpla or white armor, you might use a, a gray that's three or four tenths darker than the white to bring it mm-hmm. out. Or you might go fully black depending on the style. I'm a big fan of black. I just use black mm-hmm. on everything. But uh, yeah. sometimes with white, it, it does pay to dial it back a little. Mm. But basically, yeah, you're going to fill that little ravine with mm. something to make it l- look visual. Otherwise, it's yeah. just like, oh, it's white. It doesn't look real. So, yeah. Yeah. So, Obi, what what can they use for panel lining, man? Like, how do you do it?
1: Well, there's, like, a couple of different things for panel lining. um it's basically in a, an enamel paint that's, like, really thin down. And uh, the moment you kind of touch with the paintbrush uh, to a place, it will, like, spread out, like, a couple, like, up to a centimeter sometimes. So you just have to slightly dot it everywhere. Oh, so you, uh, you talk the, about the,
0: the Tamiya one? Like, that they do? Yeah. Tamiya does yeah. One in a little bottle with a little, yeah. almost like nail polish bottle.
1: Oh yeah, God. it looks like they're, they're a plastic cement bottle, but it's filled with black ish ink. Uh, I mm-hmm. think I think Tamiya does one, and I think. Uh, what was that other company? That, uh, AK Interactive also does one in also ball with a brush in it. But then there's yeah. also like uh, uh, like actual pens that are sold as a panel liner, so um uh, They're a little bit thicker from time to time, so uh, it's uh it's just harder to to get like really nice clean lines every now and then with those panel liner pens.
0: Um so the ones at my local hobby store, the Gundam mm. Markers, they actually have two sides in them. So you got one oh, with I like know. a really small felt pen lid. And then one with mm-hmm. a much broader one for bigger areas. So I find mm-hmm. that that's actually pretty good. You can sort of just colour it in willy-nilly and then go back and tidy it up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah fair enough. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, actually, that's one thing. So a panel lining hack, man, like... You might think, oh, my God, it looks so fucking ugly because i of, like, out the lines and that because it's really small and finicky. Mm-hmm. Don't stress about it. If you've got one of those Gundam markers... Um, You can basically either get a cotton bud or... I use my thumb, honestly, but a pencil eraser mm. works as well. And just colour in all the detail you want. Even if you want to do extra. I do quite a bit of uh extra foreshadowing and stuff. Mm. And that sort of stuff. Because I like stuff to look a bit more gritty. Um, And then just use the eraser once it dries a little to knock it back to the level you wanted at. The eraser will take it all off but leave the, the indents there. Yeah. Like, you know, so... It's really easy, um, there's plenty of, uh, YouTube things on it, like, uh, there's a dude called Mecha Gaikotsu, he basically mm. does, uh, you know, an idiot's guide to panel lining, and that's how I learned how to do it, so. Yeah. I highly recommend uh, looking it up and, yeah, so by the time you you clean up your Nubmar, and you get your panel lining done, Gundam's looking pretty fucking good. Where do we go from there, Obi?
1: Well, the next step is kind of. It could be a hard step, but it will definitely transform your standard kit to a completely different kit. If you want to start painting it, uh, just painting it will allow you to pick any color scheme that you want. So it's 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 gonna open up so many more options. You're gonna be able to customize your Gundam in. Any way that you want. Um, hell, you can even make a Charaznable or X-78 if you wanted to.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Anything's possible, man. Like,
1: um, th-
0: This is very much a case of, you know, once you undergate it, and you've got, you've got to enough to clean up and you need your panel line, you're sort of at kayak times 20. But once you start custom painting things, you're going super saiyan, baby. Like, Uh there's not, like, it's that level of fucking awesome. Um, yeah, it's just cool as fuck. So, one of my favorite methods is to assemble the model, like, put it all together, uh, depending on how finicky it is, but put it all together, and then sort of take all the armor bits back off, sort of explode it out, and I have these cool, like, uh, like, little clips of bits of wire, and I just stick them in, like, a massive bit of styrofoam. And just like like an exploded leg, almost, you know what I mean. And what I'll actually do is I'll take my airbrush with a grey that's say two grey, go two tints darker than the white or whatever I'm mm. working on, and I'll literally use probably half of the stream of the airbrush <clears throat> just along the edge, just gently, mm. because when you put it all back together, what it actually looks like is shadowing towards where the where the mm. panels and bits of armor meet with one another. Yeah. And it just adds so much depth to it. And it's so easy. Like, okay, yeah, it's a mm. bit of work to disassemble it and put it back together. But, like, mm. if you're really cheeky with it, I actually use a primer as my gray. So I use yeah. the uh, Vallejo uh, gray. And mm. that's perfect for most white Gundams. And it just, it's mm. perfect. You. You want more black or you want darker? Go darker. You want brown? Go brown. Awesome.
1: I think you could even take that up a notch. And if you actually, uh, if you kind of remember where the panels are, you could go a little bit harder, just the more lower down on the model you go. So yep. if you start with the, the shoulder pads and the arms, for example, there's going to be a lot of light catching on the top side. So if you just spray a little bit more, just on the underside of your arm, for example, uh, like in between the the chest plates, for example, the legs, the lower down, the more lower down you go, the darker you go, the more intense with the with the with the paint you go.
0: Especially with like say the kneecaps, right? Like you know, the top side of that wants to stay a nice bright white, but the bottom half can be nearly all gray because that would be cast in shadow.
1: Yeah, exactly. So,
0: but it depends how comicy you like it to look and how, uh, how, uh, what's the word? Contrasty. But mm. it's, it's just good to play around with man. And you know what? Ultimately, you don't need to do this with perfect grade kits. Get yourself some, um, some RGs, which are the real grade ones. You actually assemble the frame of those first and then put the armor on top. So mm. practice on the little ones. They're thirty, forty dollars Oz, which is like our money's worth nothing. So that's nothing, you mm. know. I mean, just um, you
1: could yeah. practice on a high grade for that matter too. Just you won't be able to pick it apart as well and and add more details. But uh, well, art, you, you mentioned art. you mentioned the uh, the underframe as well. Like mm. most of them are coming in like a really dull gray plastic on the underframe. Just adding a metallic paint to the underframe and just painting it a tiny little bit of detail like a bronze or a gold here and there. It will add so many more details on those parts where the frame shows through the white armor pieces or whatever armor. Honestly,
0: you if you're a Warhammer nerd and uh you have a can of lead belcher laying around, the can, mm. or if you have an airbrush, just hit that whole inner frame with lead belcher and pick out a few details if you want to, and like mm. even a real grade can look like a competition piece if you start doing shit like that. Mm. It's just attention exactly. to detail, you know. Um, yeah, you know, um, you can also do rust effects and things like that, like battle damage. Like, so for instance, what I've done, and I know Obi has his own uh little tip for this, but for me, like, say if I have a shoulder panel panel and I want that to look damaged. Sometimes what I'll do is I'll take like a, a pin vise and put a couple of little holes in it or divots mm. and around that I will literally just like just paint it up a bit like with a bit of the gray with the mm. primer and then I'll go over that with silver and give it like streaky marks and like you know, mm. the holes in the shoulders and that yeah you, know, you paint those with a bit of gray uh, with a bit of silver in that as well and it looks mm. like where the white or whatever color was predominant was where the paint was. Mm is now worn away due to abrasion or gunshots.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, going off on that, uh, adding battle damage is actually a really cool way, too. Like, hell, just take your knife and, and scrape across the model a little bit. Like, just think a little bit tactical of, like, Oh, if if there was a guy with a beam saber slashing across this shield, where where would it mostly impact? And just go from there. Like, the first point is always going to have more damage. And the longer down you come, it's going to be like just a slight scrape. Uh, yep. Same, w- another method I used is uh, toothpicks or uh, matches. Just light them on fire blow them out and press it into the plastic, and it will give you that, uh, like, gunshot kind of thing. You could press it in and just drag it across the panel, and it will give that impression that it's Like that it's a ricochet. ricochet. Exactly, yeah. like a ricochet from, from the panel. And just doing a few of those, like very tactically, where it would make sense to have these kind of damages. Um, it will, it will add a lot of detail. And then, of course, yeah. if you start adding, like, a little bit more darker paint in it, a little metallic dips here and there, it will knock it up really good. But particularly on the feet.
0: If you add dirt effects and uh, paint loss mm. things on the feet, like, because yeah. usually they have bright red on the bottom of their feet, a lot of them. Mm. Mm. So if you do, like, you know, quite a lot of that waterway with lots of black and brown soot, it really mm. looks, it really yeah. sells the effect. Um, the other thing is, too, for weathering, you can, like, for battle damage, if you have a Dremel or a rotary Mm. tool, um, Mm. you can get, like, round, um, engraving tips, Mm. and you can very much do, like, your holes with those, or you can get the more angular ones and that and do scratches and, you know, Mm. if if you have one laying around, there is obviously easier low-tech ways, but, you know, I have one of those, so if I ever wanted to really fucking null up a Gunpla, that's how I'd do it.
1: Yeah. Exactly um, uh, one way that I've added a little bit of uh, like chip damage for example, is to take a sponge, put dip it in a little bit of metallic paint of your choice. doesn't matter which one you take. Uh, dip off the ac- excess so you only have like a little bit left and go on the hardest edges of your model and just give it a little dab here and there. Do it in different colors too. Like if you do it in in uh, like metallics, and you do like a little bit in black as well, it will give it like different more three D effects kind of thing.
0: Yeah. And, yeah, and just a quick disclaimer though: standard acrylic paint will work on gunpla, but you must use a primer first because it's very smooth mm-hmm. plastic. So yeah. even if you had primer in a pot and you dabbed it on with a sponge burst around the area you wanted to do, you could mm. then go over most of that with uh, the next paint. But otherwise, it sort of just... I don't know, like oil and water, it sort of just repels off it.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, but yeah, so definitely just keep that in mind.
1: Yeah. An extra little tip to, for weathering, for example... You know, most of them have, like, either some sort of backpack or, uh, like, a chest exhaust thrusters, exactly, like, around the skirt area or anywhere else. Uh, Those pieces get really hot. So, naturally, Mm -hmm. on your Gundam, it will show some soot marks or scorch marks or whatever. So, uh, Tamiya has these wonderful little weathering kits and there is one that's particularly really good at it that comes with a snow soot and mud type or rust type even um, and the soot one it will look it will look really just like there's just a massive amount of like, smoke residue left on it if yeah, you cut ca- basically yeah exactly, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's a really good little kit. It comes with its own little sponge to apply stuff, so it's a golden little tip right there to hell, just another small smidgen of more details yeah.
0: and, and the last one for me, especially um is the guns. I don't know how many times I've pulled apart a beautiful master grade kit to put it together, and there's details all throughout it, like through the all throughout the model. But then the guns are like two or three bits that clip together, and they look garbage. They're Mm. just grey. They're fucking ugly. Seriously, even before I had my airbrush, I'd put them together, smack those fuckers with some chaos black, cover them up with some lead belcher, and then just start adding some details. Uh, My Strike Noir had these really cool pistols, and Mm. I wanted to use them, um, but they were just grey. So I painted them, and um, basically... There's, like, a cover on it, so the thing, like, is part of the pistol, like, a large body of it. I painted that red, the rest mm-hmm. lead belt track, and it has side scopes, which mm-hmm. I painted, um, like, a blue hue and gave them, like, a white effect in that, so they look like they're actually, like, proper reflective glass. Ah, oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, And that's all I really did for that model. That's the only thing I actually custom painted, because mm-hmm. he doesn't really have panel lines in that, because he's black. But man, that model is my favorite to this day. Out of all my Gundams. So, just take the time. Take the time to paint the guns, please.
1: Mm. Or just small details, you know. That's the way I started out with adding just tiny smidgens of details on the Gundams. Like, uh, just the barrels of, like, if you have the Vulcans on the head, just paint the barrels silver. Instead of having them plastic grey. It'll look so much better. If you see have like a, a little uh, joint in between the arm pieces, painted metallic. Yep. Just if small, you... tiny, small details will add a huge better picture, especially when you get into the next point. That's gonna. And,
0: be. and just quickly, if you have a gun with a large barrel, right? And it's a machine gun. Think about how hot that gets. If you do it silver. The mm. awesome thing, look up how they do it with Warhammer. There's like a three-wash system you can do to make a gun look like it's been fired a bunch, like uh, we do it with our flamers and that on our space room models. It's mm. usually a purple, an orange, and a blue, I think. Uh, uh, from it's, memory.
1: It's tricky. Violet, dragon half Nightshade, Agrax Earthshade, and then do a little bit of extra black on the yeah. on the so, tip.
0: That will actually make it look like a almost like a titanium source on a car. Like, that Mm. weird colour. So that's it. Uh, The next one, and this is the only time you'll ever hear me say this, is be a fucking poser. (laughs) I don't mean buying metal band t-shirts you don't listen to. Uh, uh, No, (laughs) seriously, no. Um, Gundam posing is, like, a whole ass art form, man. Like, Obi knows what I'm talking about, but, like, if you stand all of your guys like they're about to salute, like on a shelf, nah, eh, okay. If you got heats on, they might look cool. But like a shelf with like three mo- three models that are all posed in dynamic battle positions, that mm. is so much cooler. And mm. like there are literally tutorials on YouTube on how to pose certain models to make them look cool. It's that much mm. of a thing.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and I highly advise it. Highly advise yeah.
1: it. That's kind of what I've done with the top of my shelf there. Like, mm, pretty much 90% of my ready models are up there. And it's yeah. like a battle scene. It's uh, heavy arms standing open with all of his guns ready to fire. And then it's like different Leo suits in different kind of poses. Like, one is on his knees. One is on a really big action base flying down. Uh, one has got, like, two guns that's standing, like, you know, like the meme. It's a Gundam! Then it's, like, yeah. two yeah. two of those really long pistols. Like that one. Uh, I got like a little officer that's got like a lot of battle damage, for example. Uh, and the Talgy my, is my, probably one of my favorite ones. is is I made like a really custom uh, flight base for that one. That's really big. It's really unstable. But it works and the model is staying up there. <laughs> I'm not touching <laughs> it because it, it might fall
0: off. <laughs> Never, ever move it. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I mean... Seriously, those action bases you can get as well. Some models come with them, but mm. they're like ten bucks. Some sometimes it's just the coolest thing, man. And like, You get your models doing Bruce Lee kicks.
1: Trust me. Yeah, exactly. Like, like that's the thing that balancing them on one leg is gonna be really hard. But if you have that action base, you can you can basically give them a a split leg kind of pose. Uh, straight up upper kick. You can whatever kind of pose you can think of, and that extra little peg and action base will keep your ball standing the way you want it without it sagging down or anything. And
0: you hmm. can actually reenact the film clip of jump by Van Halen with Gundam models if you try. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you <really> <laughs> probably could. But now the question is Or not even a question. This is about taking it to the fucking extreme. So if you want to grab your favorite katana and sort a fucking line of crushed up, like, screw dust off it, and take it to the fucking extreme with your Gundam, we got some, uh, little tips for you. Sorry, I've had a lot of caffeine today.
1: (laughs) I I don't drink coffee, and that's probably why I'm such a chill person.
0: No, you don't live in Australia, you don't have animals trying to kill you all the time either. Apart from those <laughs> polar bears, but you showed them who's boss nipples right? first.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, so some tips. First one we have, then is dioramas. Not to be confused with diarrheas, dioramas. Um, Ooh. basically, yeah. you can go all out and make, like, miniature environments for these guys... And the skies are just the fucking limits, man. Like, you can make a destroyed cityscape if you want. Yeah, you know, um, you can use resin to make Gundams look like they're emerging from the ocean. Like, you can do whatever the fuck you want, man. You could probably make the film clip for Beastie Boys as well. While we're at it. Uh, Into Galactic, <laughs> I don't know. Whatever, do whatever you want. But basically, like, if you have a whole large uh, shelf for these, and you make a diorama, you can add things to it. Mm. And vice versa. So like, really, uh, I've seen some really cool ones with like an overgrown Zaku, like mm. on the ground, yeah. like jungle overgrowing it, and then a fight going on above it. Still, mm. like, there's so much you can do, man. And it's yeah. it's it's really cool. <laughs>
1: it's it's kind of how I got into Warhammer, to be honest, because I wanted to make a gigantic cityscape uh, diorama for all of mine. Yeah. I never got to it. Because I found a new hobby to spend my money on, so... <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, you
0: got the plastic crack, we understand.
1: Another type of plastic crack, I was already into plastic crack, it's just another type of plastic... <laughs> I
0: was actually talking to this dude at work tonight, and I told him I had a podcast, and you know, and we cover Warhammer, he's like, oh no, once you get into Warhammer, there's no coming back, bro. <laughs> I'm like, I know, man, I've been at it for 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: yeah yeah there's a oh, lot yeah. of really cool channels out there that will help you make uh, really cool dioramas uh, either for gundams or in general just look up somebody who makes like railway scenery for example it it's yeah. usually pretty close scale wise maybe not using railways but uh, like tr- making little trees or uh, having like static grass on your diorama. It'll, it'll add that little extra pizzazz on just having like a little base for it, like like a Warhammer base. Think of that.
0: I I think the cool thing about all of these hobbies is the skills are so transferable. Mm. Right? So, look, like you said, picking out small details. Anytime you put more detail into mm. something... And more love and care, it's gonna turn out better. You know, like uh, your guitar gear. If you just go out, oh, whatever it works, it works. No, if you're de- diligent, you learn and you research, you get better tone. It's the same with you know this. Taking the time gives you the reward. And the other thing is too, like, you know, you might build model aircrafts in your spare time, but those skills are transferable over to this. You know, um, yeah. you might weather lightsabers, but then, you know, weathering skills and what looks nice and how to get certain color gradients that look good with this, or you might be coming from this and then going into other hobbies, mm. you know? So like, just don't ever think that like, oh, I learned that skill. I'm only going to use that one thing because skills are so incredibly valuable. Yeah. You know, even if they don't seem it, they seem a bit redundant. Like there's a lot of things you can use. Those sorts of skills, especially creative ones, you know?
1: Mm, Yeah. Yeah, Like dioramas. If you want to make just a little diorama, you could kick it up and make like a huge battle board for your Warhammer guys, for example, that you play on. Um, Same with like resin, for example. If you know how to use resin properly, you can do so many more cool things like uh, make like tiny little bottles and fill them up with the resin with a tiny pinch of paint in it and Make, like, fancy little bottles that you can stack on your shelves. Give it to your girlfriend. Put some letters in there, like, I love you or whatever. My, my friend, actually, she has, like, a sticker
0: printing machine.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: um, And she does resin pours. And she... i still got it on my keys. She made me, like, a Cowboys from Hell, like the CFH symbol, mm-hmm. um, a key ring. So yeah. she printed it out in purple, because she knows purple's my favorite color, uh, the CFH symbol. And she put it on, like... I don't know, it must be like a piece of plastic or something. And then she did a resin pour on the top with mm. a hole. And that's been on my keys for like years, man. It's like my... It's
1: so awesome. I love it. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. whatever you're, you can think of, your imagination is basically the limit. Uh, exactly. And if you don't have any imagination, YouTube is your friend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can find a yeah. lot of... If- tips to get started there and 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 even if your skill is
0: only that you can vomit on command remember you could use that as a defense mechanism at any time still
1: transferable (laughs) does it work in australia
0: Uh, i don't know i don't can't vomit on command (laughs) Uh, i can squeal like a girl real good that normally scares (laughs) most (laughs) assailants away (laughs) <laughs> it's like Ned Flanders when he gets the purple drapes. <laughs> ah! Yeah, purple drapes. All my life, I've wanted purple drapes. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> fuck Did it the up. carpet um, <laughs> master drapes. Oh, baby. Um, <laughs> so the other one is that <laughs> you can get um, you can do panel scribing, which is like. You can basically make your own panel lines, uh, using these things called panel scribes. Um, I haven't done it, but I've watched a few things on YouTube, but I'm thinking about getting into it. And basically, you use it just to etch straight lines. Um, mm. and you can add a lot of detail into your models doing that. So, you know, if you got, you know, like, it's a powerful tool in the hands of a master, and, um, or, you know, a decent tool in the hands of somebody with some skills and imagination.
1: Yeah. So. Uh, Just to add on top of that, before you actually start panel scribing, if you got those kind of gaps in between some panels that you don't really want to be there, uh, use some plastic cement, fuse those panels together, and then you use the nub removal tips that we gave you to sand it all down and make it smooth and flush, and then you can start making your own panel scribes where you actually want them to be. And it'll yep. look a lot more better. For
0: sure, for sure. Um, the next one's all UIV. You, an electromancer.
1: An electromancer. Unlimited uh, uh, limited power.
0: Unlimited power.
1: Yeah, for real. Uh, some of the master game kids, um, they come with like pre-made uh, holes. In their head options or in the chest or whatever, that you can no, add like for- a little LED uh, sort of, a- extra attachment. It, it's not really that expensive, and it it'll make you the lights your the eyes light up. Yeah, uh, really all, cool the X, all the X, all
0: the all the double O and Xio ones have a bit in the chest as well. Yeah, like where for you example, open them up and yeah. push it through, and it shines through the eyes and the chest.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what I meant. Yeah. I think. Some some RX 78 master grades have it as well for the chests. It's in the chest, but it will light up through the, the eyes and like, you know, the little sensor they have on their the top of their head as well. Yeah. yeah. I think if you're gonna try out LEDs for the very first time, that's like a really easy and quick way to add it. Uh of course some kids don't even have these kind of options so you're gonna have to take a lot of plastic out and make your own wiring kit and it could be very painful to do but with proper time and you know kind of understanding where light will bounce off uh, because usually the eyes are like transparent plastic that you put a sticker over it so if you add a, a, a light in it it will light up and give you better effect, or you could paint over it a little bit. I usually use like a trans tran- transparent green paint or a yellow paint, depending on which Gundam you're painting or whatever color eyes you want, just to give a little bit of a depth into it. You could also
0: um, if you could bring up a beam saber, which is like a mm. single little LED in it, mm. it would glow through. That'd be pretty mm. cool.
1: There are actually ready-made ones that have, like, the battery and everything in the beam saber, so you don't even have to run wires through your model anymore. There you go. There you go.
0: What a wonderful time we
1: live in. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can buy real-life big lightsabers, and you can buy them for your miniature. (laughs)
0: Ha! Yeah, baby. Oh,
1: did you know that you could actually buy a Gundam-themed lightsaber as well? Have you found them already? (laughs) Yeah. No. <laughs> okay, let me find it after this episode. Okay, but you
0: send it to me after this. I gotta jerk it off the kits. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, it's really cool. I love the way they look, but... I think the Star Wars lightsabers are just a little notch cooler.
0: That's true. But um, if you want some crazy-looking LED shit, look at the perfect grades. They come with kits, and they're very extensive a lot of the time. The uh I think it's the Exia Lightning Mode I sent you that time. Maybe it's like a nine hundred dollar mm. Gundam, and that yeah. is like that is my wet dream of a Gundam right there yeah. with all the glowiness. All the yeah, glowiness. exactly.
1: Some kids it, it, require you to buy it extra. So. Yeah, the
0: unicorn does. Mm. The unicorn make sure to
1: Make yeah, sure that if LED- you want to get the LEDs make sure that you either buy the one with or that you are aware that you might have to buy an extra kit. Which is also yeah. going to complicate your build process a little bit. So Because you're going to have to think a little bit ahead and look at the LEDs and like, oh, okay, here's where it goes. And clamp your legs together or whatever and lead the wire all the way up to wherever the battery is or down. I don't know.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: That, that being said, though,
0: this was never supposed to be a beginner gunman episode.
1: No, this is no, advanced th- this is, uh, yeah. techniques. It, you know your way about with a Dremel, with a hobby knife, with some paint, airbrush, hell, rattle cans. you could probably paint your Gundam with as well. Uh, yeah.
0: After that, it's, yeah. Actually, I will put on our uh, Facebook, I'll put up a thing of my first custom Gundam I did. I did mm-hmm. Zaku, and I painted him up in the Iron Man colours. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. So, he looks a bit like a Hulkbuster. It's pretty
1: cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, it took me forever. I did it very poorly, but you know mm. I've learned a lot. <laughs> it's it's the
1: same when I did my first Leo kits because those are the kits that I practice like weathering skills on and like you know the battle damage. So it looks a little rough, but in the end, if you look a little bit farther away, it looks okay. Just don't look too close, please. Don't don't, it's a, it's a don't zoom pad. in. Don't zoom it's in, a please. <laughs> Good from a
0: distance. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's fair, man. Um, so, yeah, I think that's pretty much it for the old, uh, Gundam maroonies today. Um, let us know if you want us to do more Gundam stuff, because we got some pretty good responses last time, and we love talking about it, so.
1: We even got people to buy a Gundam, so.
0: We did, we did. Uh, so, yeah, that's a thing. But, me and Obi were going over some stats today, and, uh, I'm gonna let him get into that a little bit more,
1: but... Oh, you want the, the the actual numbers?
0: No, 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 that's no, fine. But it, it showed us on Spotify what our listeners listened, right? <laughs> and much to my dismay, apparently our listeners don't listen to enough Pantera or Necrogoblicon. What the fuck, guys? <laughs> like, first of all, your taste is obviously impeccable already because you listen to us. Doesn't Pantera and gonna make a perfect extension? I, I don't know. I just can't with you guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, Looking on the other hand, the top listened to bands from our fans are Rammstein and Korn. So I think that's pretty on cue with yeah. me, to be honest.
0: Yeah. yeah uh, no, to be fair, Korn is one of my tops for sure, too. Yeah. So,
1: so I think in I, third I, place, I, it was Rolling Stones. And in fourth place, actually, Sabaton. So yeah, you got up I, there as well, Blake.
0: I think it's odd, because I don't know anyone that actually admits to listening to the Rolling Stones. No. Like, I can't think of anyone who's gone, no, man, but, like, Rolling Stones. Like, fair enough, I know that I'm not shitting on them, but, like, I'm just so confused. Yeah, like, Rolling (laughs) Stones? How did that get in there? I sure as fuck don't listen to them. Unless it's just all of our friends who had that one song that everyone likes the Rolling Stones, which is painted black, because it was on Guitar Hero. (laughs) <laughs> so maybe that's what it is.
1: Could be that. Could be that. Yeah. But, yeah, the Rolling yeah. Stones but it's is, it's a weird one because actually, it's usually like one of those songs that's it's like in a 80s rock list and it's just like somewhere shuffled in there but you usually skip those songs anyway. Yeah. Because you want to yeah, get to you want to get to Ozzy and and
0: <laughs> Yeah, it's just perplexing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Rolling Stones, oh, man. He, Rolling Stones.
0: You know what, though? I'm fucking glad that it wasn't you two, because I could not fucking stand. <laughs>
1: Don't you tell your mom. Dra- <laughs>
0: you two and Drake. Look, man, I tell your mom lots of things, but that's not one. <laughs> oh, baby! Oh, baby! Mm. But! What we are going to talk about this week is that we're. Great clanging of sword and shield and axe is the new, uh, Amon album. It's called The Great Heathen Army. And me and Obi have been giving a little bit of a listen. Me more so. Uh, not Ooh. so much Obi, because he's really bad at doing his homework, but, you know, here he is. He, he send me listen. Bet-
1: plus. S- send me fun homework then.
0: Well, look, I'm trying, mate, but the metal releases are what the metal releases are, okay? <laughs> I don't control this. um obi what do you think of the album man
1: um look i'm not a is would you define this as viking metal or power metal
0: oh no No. it's melodic melodic death metal man but it's uh it's folky melodic death
1: yeah okay so that it's it's definitely not my cup of tea Uh, but I will say there are a fair few songs that have like really, really catchy melodies and uh, definitely around the chorus parts, like The Great Heathen Army, the second song, and yeah. Hydra, the one that you recommended me. Definitely yeah. really catchy parts that you want to sing along to um, after even hurrying the chorus just once because that's how easy it is to sing along with them.
0: Yeah, it's kind of the opposite of Ibaraki. It's very easy to digest. Yeah, um, if you like heavy music, because it's not soft. Just to explain, it, like if you it, never yeah. listen to them Martha, it's not soft music. Like it's got proper death metal vocals. Mm. Um, but it's it's melodic and it's
1: good. It's good, sure, but it's in my opinion the like like you said, the first song is bland as fuck, and the opener was. You know, the first song is supposed to drag you in and keep you wanting for more, and that's, like, when I put on the first song, I was like, what's, no, I don't, I don't care about this yeah. at all. So, yeah. so the
0: first track is Get in the Ring, and, um, admittedly, for an Amon and Ma song, it is pretty unremarkable. It's okay, but I personally think that the Great Heathen Army should have been the lead track, mm. um, like, the first track, and then Get in the Ring after it, because it would have given a better first impression. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. It, it, look, yeah. Have you got a goblin rating out of ten? Obi? Have you got anything more you'd like to say about it?
1: Hmm. I can listen to it, but I, it's not an album that I would put on through willingly on my own. Yep. So I'd say probably like four and a half, five goblins. Okay. And admittedly, I would actually
0: like to send you some other Monomiles songs that I rate a lot more highly. Um, so for my part, I think, you know, this is a... You get what you get with them Mono a math, like, but this album is not their strongest work. Um, the album before it was better. The mm. album before that was even better again. Um, like, Twilight of the Thunder God and Deceiver of the Gods were, like, pinnacle albums for them, I feel. Mm. Um, and even Yom's Viking was very good as well. But I feel like this album is the most stale they've released in a while. Mm. It's all there. The production's good. They still sound good. But it's like... It's sort of like Soulfly. When it was like, oh, yeah, cool. Sounds like the last album. And (laughs) the last album. And the problem is this album isn't even as catchy as their old stuff. Mm. Like, their old stuff felt a lot more epic and a lot more catchy. And, like, it just... I don't know. You felt more like a Viking listening to it. I guess if that makes sense. Just oh, more so- epic. More epic songwriting. Longer tracks. Mm. Just a big crescendo, you know? Yeah. Um, the Great Heathen Army is the sole track. Hadron is the sole track because it's kind of silly but fun.
1: Mm.
0: Um, they do a pretty fun one with the singer from Saxon. Because um, mm. Saxon's and Vikings, so I think that's a bit fun. It's not like, you know, the like top, great, but it's pretty good. And The Serpent's Trail is probably the other track I like in the album. But other than that, it's like, it's okay. Um, mm. And that pains me to say because I'm actually a bigger Monomath fan. Um, I've even met them. like got a guitar signed by them, you know. Mm. Uh, pretty big fan. But this album for me is probably... Oh, a six. At Goblins mm. out of ten. Yeah. Which is like, yeah, I'll listen to it. But if I'm going to listen to a Monomath, it's going to be a different album. mm, You know? Yeah. Um, like, Deceiver of the Gods is like, fuck, cool. You know? Mm.
1: So, yeah, it, it. I think a, yeah. a few of their songs felt really cheesy as well in the writing, like...
0: <laughs> look, look, when it comes to Viking stuff, especially with your metal, mm. there's always that bit of cheese. But mm. sometimes it's like, is it cottage cheese, or is it a nice bit of parmesan on top of your spaghetti? That's the difference. Do I
1: you know what I mean? think some, like, of, some of it was mouldy between my toes, cheese.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think I don't know if it's that bad. Um, <laughs> we're not, we're not reviewing Drake here, but oh, uh, it's yeah. <laughs> I, it, I do agree. It is a, a Monomath thoughts aside, this album is lacking for a Monomath. Yeah, they should be doing a lot better. Do I recommend it to someone who's never, you know, who's just after something new to listen to? Yeah, they got a new album. Out. Go check it out. Support them. Um, they're still a great band. This album's just not their high point, and you can't hit all 10s. Even Korn has a shit album or two. No, Korn 3 is not great. Fight yeah, me. yeah. You know, I'd listen to this before I listened to Korn 3, to be honest.
1: Yeah, same. Uh, yeah, so... There are definitely a few bad eggs in every band's yeah. repertoire every now and then. Um, sadly, this was one of them. Uh,
0: but... Still, check it out if you got nothing to listen to.
1: Exactly, we'll but add it in I our would, playlists as usual. So uh, I would,
0: I would much more highly recommend Ibaraki that we reviewed last fortnight. Yeah, exactly. Much better. Much better.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: Cool. 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 Cooly. Cool. 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 cool, cool. Yeah, so um, that
1: was our our music part done, uh, which means that this... we're getting really close to the end of our episode. But. Well, no, don't talk like that. How dare you? <laughs> don't leave me. Please. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we talked in the beginning of the episode. A giveaway. Obviously. Uh, we're going to tell you what to do to get into yeah. this awesome little giveaway. Uh, We've bought a
0: whole bunch of envelopes. We've got a whole bunch of ravioli. We're sending it out to all of you. Oof. No. Actually, no. i just actually got a good giveaway. So I'm going to talk about that now.
1: Yeah, so uh, you might have heard me mention it previous episode, Uh, this awesome 40k mobile game called Tacticus. Uh, I've been playing it a long time and uh, pretty much before they released it on launch day. So um, we thought, let's see if we can talk to these guys and uh, see if they could, you know, help us out a little bit. Uh, and I'll help them out too. Yeah, exactly. So um, that this way, we thought that uh, it's nearly October. So what is the best solution to get into October is to give away the Octaria starter pack for the game. Uh, so one lucky guy could get this lovely starter pack. Um, what does this mean, though? The Octarius pack is like three different heroes you will get to unlock the Orc campaign. You will get a uh, Scraps, which is a big mech that will spawn a Grot tank and buff your armor. Uh, Snapper Wrecker, which is a killer uh, That's a Grot in a Orky Dragonaut. and Boss Golgorts, which is a war boss in mega armor. Now this pack is worth somewhat around thirty. US dollars thirty five Australian. So you're getting a hefty quite, lot of money. Um, it's worth
0: about forty Australian. I was looking at it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. It's and let me tell you, I've I've unlocked the the guys previously, and I've been playing the Octarius campaign a lot, and it's a really good one. It's it's definitely a lot more fun than the first campaign. You have to do the Imperial one because you get to yeah, fight it's... the Black Templar. You get to fight the orcs because, you know, we're always in for a good fight with the orcs. And you get to fight the Nids because Octarius Nids kind of hangs together there. So uh, it's a really, really awesome campaign. Uh, A lot of fun lines if if you're interested in reading the lore bits in between every mission. Uh, uh, Yeah, this campaign will also allow you to upgrade your other heroes. A lot further because the drop chance on the the loot you get in there is gonna be a lot higher and then in the previous campaigns so yeah. all in all a really good giveaway and I could give okay. you a little tip is just gear up the boss guards a little bit more because he'll be pretty useful pretty useful in the guild raids and in PvP.
0: Uh, so. What do our lovely listeners have to do to get this Octarius pack?
1: Well, there's a few things to do. Uh, Some of you might already join us on Discord, but that's what you gotta do. You join us on Discord, maybe give our social media a little like or a follow. And give us a message on Discord and let us know what you think of the game. If you play it, and if you don't play it, you want to play it, tell us why you would like to win this one. Um, yeah. so yeah giveaway will Basi- end in a week from release and from this episode so uh, we will release Monday so you got until next Monday to send us a message and uh, we'll announce the if, winner in if the next, anyone next actually episode. messages
0: <laughs>
1: fair enough basically,
0: uh, basically though messages that you want to be in it and we will draw them at random like we'll just fucking pick one Exactly. Um, Patreon, so, non-Patreon doesn't matter. Hit us yeah. up if you want it because we just want to get people playing this sick game, man. Like yeah. I fucking even I play. I fall asleep
1: playing all the time because I'm a sleepy <laughs> old bastard. But it's a good
0: time, man. It's a good time.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's it's been really great. Uh, for some reason, I found a Swedish guild that's really high competitive, and <laughs> we're ranking in the top five. And I don't even know what's happening because I'm. Actually, not good at the game, but I'm enjoying yeah, it. Yeah. Yes.
0: He didn't invite me, so I started the night's uh, Knights OTHD clan, which is now full. Um, and I didn't invite anyone, so now I'm confused because no one can join. So I might have to, <laughs> uh, boot some people. I don't fucking know. But come join us and, uh, help us figure it out because I'm a bumbling idiot with this game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other thing is, guys, just don't forget to join us on Discord, obviously, um, We don't do this podcast because it earns us millions of dollars, because honestly, it doesn't. We started this podcast because we want to build an awesome community for hobbies staying out in. And the best part of that is come and join the Discord. Yeah, we got a whole bunch of fucking awesome, cool people around. There's no toxic people, because we didn't let them join. Um, If there ever is, Drunken will stab them in the neck.
1: (laughs) Uh, Whoa, that's violence. We can't promote that.
0: We're not promoting anything. I'm just saying how things go down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, we often scold him for it, but he just doesn't listen. Um, yeah. The other one is find us on Facebook, uh, Insta, you know. I don't know. I don't know how those things work. Just look for us. Um, and also, let every human you know, and even some things that aren't human, maybe rocks, blades of grass, tell everything about this podcast because, like, our main thing is we want to keep it growing. We want to keep this community rolling. Um, and, you know, that's what's most important to us here, is that we just keep growing the community. Um, and also, if you found some value here, uh, you got a bit of a laugh or whatever, we'd love it if you joined the ranks of our Patreon army. Um, even just a dollar per month supports us and helps uh, helps us keep Obi's water dish full, basically, in the dungeon. I'm Uh,
1: thirsty, please, please.
0: Yeah, exactly. He's sick of my ball sweat, but, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, like, so just... Everyone's doing great. Thank you, all of you, for number one. Our current listeners and supporters, like, we get tremendous support, and we fucking love it. But, uh, yeah, if you just want to help, support us, that would be amazing.
1: Yeah, definitely. We, uh... We're kind of doing this for the people, and if you guys want to support us, we can give more back to you guys, like this giveaway f- from Tacticus. So, thank you, Snowprint, for allowing us to give away this pack. And yeah. uh, I hope we can do more things. So, uh, help us out Tip, and the we'll iceberg. Help you out. Tip of the
0: iceberg, baby. Help us help you help the community be awesome and have big dick energy. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Alright guys. Um with that I'm gonna have to say remember to crank that air. You slay that gray. We are we are the knights of the hobby table.
1: Exactly. We, That's we didn't nail that. We didn't we nail did. that. Maybe next time. <laughs> we need to prep. We'll we'll Where's that third it. idiot where we used to God damn it, we need that. a third person, don't we? <laughs> Fuck.
0: Nah, we're fine. We're fine. We'll get Danny on. She's a good co-host. Good dog. Yeah,
1: yeah. She can bark every (laughs) now and then. She can have a bark in there. That's uh, that's it. We'll figure it out. Anyway, guys. See you later. Bye. Bye.